On today's show, Judge finally hits 61, and we're finally talking about it. 61 is not the record. We're going to talk about that, too. Plus, the Yankees are playing the Orioles this weekend, which means Judge's chances for hitting 62 are pretty good because he likes hitting against the Orioles. All that and more, next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, Yankees fans. It is Friday, September 30th, otherwise known as Garrett Cole Bobblehead Night at Yankee Stadium. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. We passed 1,400 subscribers last week. Next stop is 1,500. Also hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We're finally talking about 61. We didn't get to do that yesterday. Sorry, internet issues, but they're getting fixed this weekend. Hopefully. Mm. And uh, yeah, so let's discuss 61. It finally happened. Wednesday night in Toronto in a game that the Yankees didn't need to win because they clinched the division already. And it was one of those fun games. Anthony Rizzo was the acting manager. Gleyber Torres was his assistant. They both didn't play. You know, Anthony Rizzo was imitating Aaron Boone. And it was a lot of fun. And the lineup was a hangover lineup. Oswald Peraza was the cleanup hitter, but he did hit the ball, which made Rizzo very, very happy. And... It kind of felt like maybe Aaron Judge was hungover from the night before because uh, it took until the seventh inning for him to hit the 61st home run. (laughs) You knew he was doing it in that at bat, didn't you? I did. I did. I don't know. I don't know if it was a feeling. Just the way he was fouling off the ball, it felt like it was going to happen. It felt like it was going to happen. Plus, Tim Meza was doing nothing but throwing sinkers in that at-bat. It was an eight-pitch at-bat. Ball one, strike one. Ball two, strike two. Ball three, two foul balls. And you can tell the judge was getting... I don't think he was getting frustrated because he stepped out of the box and he said in the post game that he liked the swings he was putting on the ball. I don't know. It just, it felt like it was going to happen at that at bat. It really did. And then it did because the eighth pitch of the at bat, another sinker. Every single one was a sinker. 94.5 miles an hour. The exit velocity, 117.4. He hit that a ton. And it was the one ball that was, let's see. Oh, there it is. Yes. It was pretty much in Judge's wheelhouse, let's say. Because all the other balls were outside to Judge. 
and it was just a little too far inside, even though it technically wasn't inside, but it just got too much of the plate. And yeah, Tim Meza, your name will be forever linked with Aaron Judge for giving up the record-tying home run. What are you going to do? I just find it amazing that he threw sinkers the entire at-bat. There was no deviation from it. 93, 93.8, 93.2, 94.9, 95.4, 94.8, 95.2, and then the final one, 94.5. And as I said, it was a little too in and a little too up, and Judge just hit the crap out of it. So it finally happens. Roger Maris Jr. is there. His mom is there. And apparently his mother called the home run in that at-bat. That's why as soon as he hit the ball, she put her arms up in the air because she was probably thinking to herself, I said it. I said it was going to happen. I was right. And it was nice. You know, the Toronto fans gave him an ovation. Like there's some, you know, there's some videos from the crowd where you could hear the disappointment at first because obviously Garrett Cole coughs up the lead, lets Toronto tie it. And they're thinking, okay, we're going to get back in this game and we're going to win. And then Aaron Judge puts the Yankees up two runs. So that's a deflating thing for them. So at first, there was a groan, but then the smart people in Rogers Center realized, oh, well, we're seeing history right now. So, okay, that's kind of cool. And they gave him an ovation, and that was nice. And, you know, his teammates came out to greet him, and it was just really nice. That was a nice moment. And I know a lot of people are annoyed with the home run chase, and it's only 61. It's not a record. It isn't a record. And we're going to talk about that in segment two. But... For the Yankees, this hasn't happened since 61. And that's, I love that whole thing as I hit my microphone. Roger Maris hit 60 home runs in 1961. Aaron Judge hit 61 home runs in 2022, 61 years later. How could you not love that? I'm a geek with numbers, and that just tickles me so much. I think it's the greatest thing. Do I want him to be stuck on 61? No. <laughs> I would like for him to hit 65. That would be cool. And who knows? He could do that in Texas with those four games because Texas isn't that great. And, uh, you know, it's possible he can hit the crap out of the ball and do it then. Um, but, yeah, so he finally got 61. Yankees win that game 8-3. Eight, eight, I must said 8-4. 8-3. They win two out of three in Toronto when they only needed one to clinch the division. They kind of sent a message to Toronto in a way, basically saying, we won the division. It's us. You got to learn from us. This is how you play. Because woof, Toronto, there were a lot of mental mistakes in those games. I mean, honestly... The Yankees probably should have swept that series. They should have won on Monday night. Monday night is still annoying to me, the way that the Yankees lost that game. They should have won that game. It should have been a sweep. But two out of three, as Meatloaf, the late Meatloaf would say, two out of three ain't bad. And especially, as I said, going into it, they only needed one. They had the hangover lineup going into Wednesday's game, and they still won 8-3. And that's what you want to see. You know, I said it on Wednesday's show that these remaining games are really for Judge to win the Triple Crown. He's behind a rise right now in batting average, but he's very close. For him to keep on hitting home runs, for Garrett Cole to fix himself, Wednesday was going okay. 
until that inning when he gave up three runs. And that's the problem with Garrett Cole. He seems to be cruising and then he falls apart. You can't do that in the playoffs. Your ace, your so-called ace, cannot do that in the playoffs. You just can't. So the remaining games, Judge to keep the Triple Crown going, the pitchers to work their stuff out, the bullpen to get set. Doesn't matter if they win or lose because everything is locked up, but it would be nice to see them win. So in a moment, I'm going to talk about the real home run record because that is a debate still. Even after all of this stuff, people are still debating whether or not 73 is the real home run record. And we'll talk about that in a second. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Speaking of baseball, if you wanted to bet on Aaron Judge hitting 62 tonight, you could do that. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. Subscribe now to Locked On Yankees on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get notified when each episode premieres. So because of this home run chase, even though it's not really a home run chase, there's a lot of debate happening as to what the real record is. And I kind of created a firestorm on Reddit this morning. Because someone in the Yankees subreddit posted that it's possible that people believe 59 is the real NL record. Because Stanton hit 59 a few years back. And as far as we know, he wasn't on anything. And as far as we know, Judge isn't on anything. But all those other home run records, guys were taking things. We know. But... It's still the record. 73 is still the home run record. I know a lot of you don't want it to be, but that's not how this works. I don't want things to be, but they be. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you can't change it. You can't change it. You could be angry about it, sure. You could be angry that guys were trying to give themselves an advantage with steroids, but let's not act like the guys who set these records are the only ones who took steroids. There were plenty of other guys who took steroids. Some of the pitchers who pitched against them took steroids. We don't know for sure. That's the point. Some of these guys didn't even fail tests because they weren't really testing. So there were a ton of guys who were probably on it. You know, people can't pretend that the steroid era didn't happen. It happened. It's a part of baseball history. And I feel like baseball trying to erase it from memory and keeping the guys out of the Hall of Fame, I don't agree with it. Because, as I just said, it wasn't just those guys. You don't know who was doing it and who wasn't doing it. There's no black or white answer to this. So you need to include everyone. There were different types of eras in every stage of baseball. 
There were guys trying to get an advantage, a competitive advantage, since they could figure out that they could get a competitive advantage, whether it was greenies or not that cocaine was a competitive advantage, but, you know, Daryl Strawberry was talking about how when he was on the stuff with the Mets, how much easier it was for him to see the ball. And that's why he would hit the crap out of the ball. I don't know. I I don't agree with the people who want to pretend that Barry Bonds didn't do what he was doing. Barry Bonds was a good hitter. He was a really good hitter. Yes, the steroids helped and made him a more powerful, stronger hitter and hit a lot more home runs. But there were other guys taking home runs, taking home runs, taking steroids whose home run numbers didn't increase that much because they didn't know how to hit the ball for power. It's not like you take steroids and they help you hit home runs. I can't take steroids and then suddenly hit a home run. I obviously couldn't. I couldn't hit Major League Baseball pitching. I'm also blind in one eye and I would bat from that side. The ball, I wouldn't be able to see anything. (laughs) No. You should see how I putt a golf ball. Yeah, I have to turn my entire head in order to putt. I'm actually not that bad at putting. I shouldn't even make fun of myself. Considering I can't see out of this eye, I do pretty well. So it's very, I don't know, it's just such a hard thing to debate. But I don't like that Roger Maris Jr. came out and was basically like, you know, 73 isn't legitimate. I understand from his point of view because that's his dad's legacy and he wants his dad to be the one connected to 61 and have 61 be the record, but it's not. It's not. It's 73. And until someone can hit 74 home runs in a season, 73 is going to be the record. 762 is going to be the record for all-time home runs. And unless Albert Pujols plays like another four years and they keep giving him good pitches to hit, he's not going to pass that record either. It might be unattainable. It might, you might not see 73 fall. Because baseball has changed where guys are trying to hit home runs more, but they're not hitting home runs Well, I shouldn't say that. There are guys hitting more home runs. But it's home runs are nothing in a lot of cases, which is why you see the batting averages are so low. They're not, a lot of these guys aren't hitting for singles and aren't trying to get dinky little hits. They're trying to barrel the ball and hit it over the fence. And when they fail, they strike out. And that's just how modern baseball is. So I don't know, you know, if you're going to see anyone get close to 73. This might be the closest you see someone get to 73. We'll see in a week where Judge ends up. And that might be the closest you see someone get to 73 in our lifetime. Or my lifetime. Maybe not yours, because some of you are a lot younger than me. But you know what I mean. (laughs) But... This isn't to take away anything the judge is doing. Judge is having an amazing season. And I've been saying this for over a week. 
because he's not just he's not just hitting home runs. He's hitting over 300. He's hitting singles when you need him to. He's hitting doubles. He's hitting home runs. He's striking out less. He's taking more walks. That was the most impressive thing. I said it the other day during this streak. He was taking his walks. He wasn't flailing at the ball. He wasn't swinging at balls too much out of the zone. You know, when he saw that a pitcher was going to be throwing him sinkers out, outside and low, he wasn't chasing them. He was letting them go, and that's why he was taking so many walks, and that's why his OBP was insane during that streak of homerless games. So Judge is having an amazing season. Let him have an amazing season and also acknowledge the fact that Barry Bonds has the single season home run record. That's all. So in a moment, we're going to preview, I guess, the series. Now, Yankees are playing the Orioles, but the hurricane may impact the series. And we'll talk about that in a moment. So the Yankees are playing the Orioles this weekend. It is scheduled Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But from what I saw on the weather sites and everything that they're showing, we're already seeing the outer bands of the hurricane here in the form of clouds because that storm is huge. It's huge. And I hope all of our listeners and all of our fellow Yankee fans, Rays fans, Marlins fans, any fan that you are, any team that you are a fan of in Florida, I hope you're all safe. I hope your family's safe. That is some scary stuff that was happening down there. So this hurricane, which by the time it comes up here, won't be a hurricane. It'll be like a tropical depression weather system. It's going to affect this series. So tonight's game is on Yes and Amazon Prime. Interesting. Okay. So if you, oh, I know why, because Judge is chasing 62. They're not going to, yeah, they're not going to make it so it's hard for people to watch. So it's on Yes, it's on Amazon Prime. It's going to be on MLB Network also, out of market only. And then obviously for Orioles fans and Yankee fans in the Baltimore area, it's on Masson. Jordan Lyles against Domingo Herman. Jordan Lyles is 11 and 11 with a 4.55 ERA, 135 strikeouts. Domingo Herman is 2 and 3 with a 3.30 ERA, 46 strikeouts on the season. And you know, he's not doing badly, Domingo Herman, when he comes into games. He's thrown 62 in two-third innings. And in his last start against Boston, he lasted five innings, gave up three runs on three hits. One walk, five strikeouts, did not get the decision. Jordan Lyles, 172 innings pitched, 135 strikeouts, 31 starts. His last start was against Boston. Two runs on five hits in two innings. But on the 21st against Detroit, he pitched a complete game, one run performance. He gave up one run on three hits, no walks, six strikeouts. In nine innings of work. That's impressive. Good for you, Jordan Lyles. Now let's... Oh, hold on. I have to see... I have to see how Aaron Judge does against Jordan Lyles. Because that is important information. Oh, 14 at-bats, two home runs, five runs batted in. There is a chance Judge can hit 62 tonight. The other Yankee with, or the other Yankees, plural, with home runs against Jordan Lyles, Anthony Rizzo, 
in 31 at-bats has two home runs, 11 runs batted in. And Giancarlo Stanton in 18 at-bats has one home run with five runs batted in, and he's batting 389 in those 18 at-bats against Jordan Lyles. As for the Orioles against Herman, Anthony Santander is the one to look out for. In five at-bats, he has two home runs against Herman. Um, I hope Herman doesn't pitch to him. Because you can see, yeah. Don't be surprised if Santander hits a home run tonight. Now, tomorrow's game, very iffy because the rain is supposed to start overnight tonight, go through Saturday into Sunday. So I'm assuming they're going to cancel the game. And they might even do that tonight just as a precaution. So it's Austin Voth against Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez is the Yankees' ace. He is. Now, I know he doesn't have as many wins as Jamison Tyone or Garrett Cole, but he has a 2.56 ERA in 27 starts, 151 strikeouts in 151 innings. His last start against Boston, six innings, one hit, no runs, two walks, five strikeouts. And yeah, I trust Nestor Cortez more than I trust Garrett Cole at this point, and I would actually prefer Nestor Cortez start in game one of the division series. We'll see how the lineups, the lineup, the matchup goes, because obviously the Yankees aren't going to know until the wildcard series are set and who's playing who, who they're going to be possibly against, and then once the series ends, because the first game that the Yankees play in the playoffs, October 11th, I really want, I, I really, I understand that Garrett Cole is making the ace money. He is the ace of the Yankees. And if you're not watching on YouTube, I did air quotes, but Nestor Cortez is the ace this season. No offense to Garrett Cole. Austin Voth, born on Derek Jeter's 18th birthday, <laughs> June 26, 1992. 5-3 and three with a 4.19 ERA, 96 and two-third innings, has 87 strikeouts. His last start against Houston, five innings, only one run, no walks, four hits, and he struck out six. That's pretty impressive against Houston. It's not easy to do because Houston's a good team, as we all know. And um, it's kind of funny. The Orioles gave them problems in their series last weekend. And then Sunday's matchup, again, don't know if... Sunday's first, you know, it might be a doubleheader, and they may just push everyone back. We'll see how the scheduling goes. But it's Kyle Bradish for the Orioles, who's 4-7 and seven with a 5.11 ERA, 106 strikeouts, against Luis Severino, who's 6-3 and three with a 3.41 ERA, 105 strikeouts. Now, the interesting thing about this, Kyle Bradish has 106 strikeouts in 112 and two-third innings. Luis Severino has 105 strikeouts in 95 innings. Now, Kyle Bradish, this is impressive. And I told you, Houston had an issue with the Orioles last week. Kyle Bradish, through eight and two-third innings against Houston, did not give up a run, only gave up two hits, didn't walk anyone, and struck out 10. On the flip side, his last start against Boston on the 27th, 
two and one-third innings, seven runs on four hits, four walks, three strikeouts. So which Kyle Bradish is going to show up this weekend if the Yankees and Orioles can get that game going on Sunday? Isn't that kind of crazy that he had no trouble against Houston, but had a lot of trouble against Boston? Now, it could be the familiarity thing because, you know, Boston and the Orioles and the Yankees and the Blue Jays, they all play each other so much. And they don't play Houston that much, and maybe that's it, but that's really impressive. That's really, really impressive. So we'll see which Kyle Bradish shows up if the Yankees play on Sunday, or possibly could be a doubleheader. As I said, they could push back the Saturday matchup to the first game Sunday, second game Sunday evening, or later in the afternoon. It all depends because... The Yankees are flying straight to Texas for their series that they had to make up from the beginning of the season because of the lockout. They're playing four games against Texas, a single game on Monday, a doubleheader on Tuesday, a single game on Wednesday. Okay, so the wildcard series, plural, begin October 7th. So it is possible the Yankees and the Blue Jays, Blue Jays, Yankees and the Orioles could make up that game on the 6th, but I don't know. It doesn't really count toward anything other than Judge you know, maybe needing to play that game to win the Triple Crown. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think that they're going to reschedule that game. So it's possible they could have a doubleheader on Sunday. So just keep that in mind if you have tickets for this weekend because the weather forecast is really bad. So to wrap up, Judge finally hits 61, hits it in Toronto. The Yankees let Toronto know who's boss in the division. After clinching the division, they win their hangover game and Judge hits 61. The real home run record is 73, no matter how much you want it not to be. <laughs> and the Yankees are playing the Orioles this weekend, and this is Aaron Judge's best shot, which isn't a good term to use after what I just spoke about, but it's his best shot to get 62 because he likes hitting home runs against the Orioles and specifically against tonight's starter. So let's hope it happens tonight. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button and comment. Also click on the bell so you know when our videos go up. Now that you've made us your first listen, how about making your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast? MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Friday. Hopefully Judge hits 62, and we'll talk about it on Monday.